allergies are pretty bad, man. Like I used to take allergy medication because I thought it would bring my family back together. I did. Well, what is up, Eagleites? Episode fifty-nine welcomes you. Oh, it feels great. Finally settled in Phoenix, baby. It has been quite an adventure. It has. It's been a wild one. You like the new setup for the people that are watching? Let's start there. Provided by Target and Hobby Lobby. I love it. This is by far my favorite setup uh, that I've made. I haven't really had much of a setup with the whole podcast. Like As a whole, I really it's just a microphone. I'm just randomly putting stuff. Like The last one, was there was a bathroom door behind it and a vinyl sticker, so... This really, I feel like this really brings a, a new tone to it. So it's, I hope it's more inviting for people to like, subscribe, and comment. By the way, come on, like, subscribe. Now that we're here, comment, share with your friends, family, the podcast. Let's go. If you've been a long-time listener, come on. This, this, this environment should be more inviting for it. So hopefully we get more of that going on. But let's go. How's everybody been? Reply. I'll give some time for replying. Hopefully, everybody's been good. I know you're probably doing better now that you're listening to episode 59. Let's do this thing. It's been quite an adventure. If you if you are not a Christian or or if you're a Christian uh, and you want to, you know, build your faith up or you want to find Jesus and <laughs> just go cross country in an 07 Corolla uh, four door two wheel drive strapped with a 1500 pound uh, U-Haul uh, with all your stuff in it and go cross country with it. And I promise you that will strengthen your faith. You'll be 10 to the whole time going up hills and praying to God that it doesn't go backwards and just, Oh, Oh, it's, it, it's, it, it's, Oh, Oh, we made it. We're going down. Okay, cool. Cool. Oh, <laughs> we got another hill. We got, okay, cool. Uh, we have, we're barely making it and going down. I'm telling you, I, I was going 15 miles under the whole time and it wasn't because I was doing it on purpose. It's, I had the gas to the floor and it just, it wasn't going at all. It was quite an adventure. Even moving in general, I hate moving. I'm telling you, if God is calling me someplace else, then, then Phoenix, if he calls me someplace else, or if I don't like Phoenix anymore, COVID part two happens. I don't know, uh, but I promise you, I am not leaving Phoenix for two years guaranteed I'm not leaving for two years. I was telling that to my mom, everybody. I was like, I'm not leaving here for two years. Even if I hate it, I will make myself like it. I will be praying extra. I'd be like, God, give me the desire to stay here for two years. I hate moving, especially by myself. If you've ever moved by yourself, you know the struggle of moving by yourself. Okay. I hope and if you're younger, it's easier because you don't have that much stuff or you're just like, all right, I could throw that away and replace it or I can sell that and it's easily replaceable. It's really not that hard, but you know who your real friends are. Okay. That's, that's why you can see behind me of just little pictures and stuff like that. Why of, of who I'm really flexing is myself because, uh, you find out who your real friends are when you have to move anywhere. Just like, you know, all of a sudden, like those friends that you want to hang out, you think they're your best friends and best buds. You ring them up and you're just like, oh, hey, and they know that you're about to have to move and you try to ring them up and they're all of a sudden not available anymore. You're just like, oh, I thought we were friends. What happened? You're just going to 
ditch me now? This is no fun. And then you just see them, like my roommates in particular, their relationships. So their families came in and they helped them move out. You know, they had some bodies on the floor. You know, those southern families, those southern families get pretty big, you know, over in the Bible Belt, Arkansas. I'm telling you. And those families get big. You, you have a girlfriend. You, I know for a fact you got like at least 10 to 12 people to help you move if you needed ASAP. You got a whole moving crew going. That's why I wish, like, you know, if I was thinking with a correct mind and a correct mindset and I knew the things that were going to be coming to an end, like the relationship that I had, I would have stayed with her at least a little bit longer before I left, you know, just like right before I moved or like when I was moving and I would break up with her after because I would have had at least some hands on the floor to get some help moving, you know, she had, my ex had, she had a, she, she had a, she had a few, she had two brothers and they were like in middle school, I think, uh, but they were athletes. So I know that you can definitely pick up some like bags of clothes. You know, she had a little sister too, like six, seven years old, I think. And I know for sure she was she was at least tall enough to carry a trash bag, you know. She she wasn't gonna be dragging it or anything. So I would have definitely had some help. Should have planned that out a little bit better, and just you know, so I wouldn't have to do it by myself. But it's okay. I made it. Figured out that all you have is yourself. Okay, God and yourself, especially when it comes to moving. So if you want to know who your real friends are. You know, if you, you know, if if you want to know that if your family really cares about you, whenever it comes to moving, see if they'll help you move. If all of a sudden they won't pick up that phone anymore, you already know what it's time to move on. It's time to move on. (laughs) But speaking of Jesus, I saw Jesus on the way to uh, Phoenix driving, uh, on our journey. Uh, my, my mom was with me and we decided to spread it out a little bit, like in a, like take it like a two and a half, three day adventure, uh, to where we can kind of like, you know, you know, we haven't been like, my mom hasn't been on this side uh, of the country, like, but once. And she was like in her early twenties, me on the other hand, I just drove straight through. So we didn't really get to see much out of it. And so we kind of wanted to take our time. Uh, she really wanted to take her time. Me, not so much. I was like, I just want to get there. But I agree with more taking my time now. <laughs> I agree with her more on that. And so uh, in taking our time, we were going through Amarillo and that was beautiful. We saw windmills everywhere and stuff, but uh, we also saw this guy carrying a cross, this ginormous nine pound cross just on the side of the interstate. He's just walking with it and we had to pull over. We, we needed to know his story. Uh, his name is Matthew. My man, Matthew, of course, is a biblical name. Well, we got to know his story. It's sick. It was awesome getting to know that guy. Uh, he told us that, uh, you know, with addiction and stuff that he was struggling with, and he found Jesus. And his dad did the similar thing. It's called a crosswalk. And uh, I guess a, a few people are doing it across the United States. Just uh, there's, a, there's a lot of people that are doing this now, or just a few or whatever. But there's a group of people that are doing these crosswalks across the United States. And uh, we just happened to run into one of the guys. And he's, they don't know each other, but they're just doing it. And apparently Matthew's dad, he did a crosswalk, uh, in just California and he just walked California. But this guy, uh, my man, Matthew was like, I want to step it up a little bit. And so he found Christ and he just felt moved. And he wanted to build a better relationship and, you know, strengthen it. So he took that Bible verse seriously. He said, I'm going to pick up my cross, sell everything and follow you, Jesus. Like Jesus says, 
and my man did it. He's doing it. He started in Chicago. He's going to Las Vegas or working his way to Las Vegas, and he's going to work his way to Las Vegas to Colorado, where he hopes, where he wants to put the cross on top of this uh, mountain or this, yeah, this little hill or mountain. And he wants everybody that he has interacted with to be in Colorado. And he has his vision of just everybody being there, worshiping and stuff. I'm getting a ticket there. Okay. I met him. I'm whatever I'm doing. I'm going to get my ticket there and I'm going to go and (laughs) just meet my man, Matthew up in Colorado on that hill. The day that he does and just watch him put that cross into the, on top of the top of that hill. It's going to be so amazing, but he took that verse seriously, man. Pick up your cross, sell everything and follow me. It makes me wonder what other Bible verses that you, I mean, you kind of want to shy away from some Bible verses that you take seriously like that, you know, like the one, and I think it's in Matthew chapter five, where Jesus is like, Hey, if your eyes cause you to sin, gouge them out. If your hand causes you to sin, cut that thing off, you know, (laughs) cut your hands off, man, gouge your eyes out. I'm telling you, the dating pool would be pretty weird if we took that one seriously, Christians, bunch of blind, bunch of blind Christians handing out, handing out nub bumps, you know, the tree stump, the tree stump fist bump, you know, (laughs) you know what I mean? Just out here, just a bunch of blind, handless Christians, just, (laughs) we, uh, we, we out here <laughs> just like making sure that we're not sinning at all. You know, if you had to cut off a body part every time uh, you sin, I mean, we would all just be here at this point. It's just, it's crazy. But thank, thank you, Lord, for your grace and mercy that we do not have to do that. It was a metaphor, not to be taken seriously. But kudos to my man, Matthew. You know, t- we're going to put a story in the description. That's what I'm going to do. Go follow it on Facebook. It's going to be Crosswalk. Um, 2022 i think that's what it's called yeah it's called crosswalk 2022 but i'm gonna put the link in the description and you can follow matthew's journey i think he's in new mexico right now and uh what's crazy also is is oh before i move on he has not had to use his tent at all someone provided a tent for him he's been traveling from chicago and when we met him in amarillo texas he's been provided shelter people have bought hotel rooms for him people have provided like they were like hey come into our home we'll let you stay the night food everything like god has just provided all that just it's just amazing though those are stories that need to get promoted okay those are happy healthy stories that need to get promoted but you know the world's not going to be like that you know no one's going to want to retweet that now they want to retweet what the kardashians are doing they want to retweet what you know Something, something horrible, terrible happening. But no, just fil- come on, put in Matthew's story, filter that in there. But the link will be in the description. And I mean, I'm so pumped. I'm so glad to get to meet that guy. It was, it was honestly just traveling here was awesome. Um, I, and I got some advice, you know, advice for for y'all uh, finding roommates, especially roommates that you don't know. You want to take that leap and take that step to another state. Uh, you youngins out there that. Just stepping into this, <laughs> to a whole new world. Finding a roommate and not knowing them at all through the internet is crazy. It is absolutely crazy. It's, I don't know. I got on this website that was basically like Tinder for roommates. And you're just on there. You're, you either go on there as a landlord or you go in there as a roommate. And you're just trying to figure this thing out. You're just, roommates are trying to find landlords, landlords are trying to find roommates. And with like, my mom sent me this website. She's like, Hey, try it out. Roomies.com. They're not even a sponsor, but I'm going to shout them out. Okay. The reason why I'm going to shout them out is I'm trying to help 
some of these youngsters out here, maybe there's some like, you know, single 40 year old guys or something like that, or people out there just that need a roommate as well. Roomies.com, hands down, best website to find a roommate that you just don't know. Uh, safe background checks, all that stuff. Like I was all for it. Don't go to Facebook Marketplace. Please don't go to Facebook Marketplace. I had to have several mindless conversations with people uh, that were just trying to scam, scam, scam. It's just it's so awful, awful experience. If you want to sell something on Facebook Marketplace, sure. Or rent, renting a room out, I would not go to Facebook Marketplace. So roomies.com. I went on there within six hours. Six hours. Guy came and messaged me and goes, hey, man, I got a room for rent in the Phoenix area. Hit me up if you're interested. You know, we'll set up like a FaceTime appointment and stuff like that. He knew I was all the way out in Arkansas and it just, we clicked, started texting and he just seemed like a personable guy. He's in his thirties doing his thing. Um, and I don't know. It just was a complete, I don't know. It was a complete blessing for sure because it was just how smooth it went. Like I immediately just, just was like, Oh, we started laughing over messages and whatever. It was sick. And then. I FaceTimed one of the roommates here and he showed me, gave me a tour of the house, gave me a tour of my room and stuff. I was like, this is nice. It was a nice neighborhood. Nice neighborhood. It's just freshly built like within three years. No, it was like, I'm talking so freshly built. If you Google my address right now, it is a pile of dirt on Google Maps. Oh, I got worried there for a second. I was like, oh no. Am I paying for a dirt lot? (laughs) No, I Google mapped this place and it was just a pile of dirt. I'm like, hold on a second. This guy wants me to like. I get there. It's an episode of Punked, just a piece of dirt. And I'm like, traveled all that way. I'm like, hey mom, I guess I'm gonna pinch a tent. You know, <laughs> I guess this is my calling. I'm just gonna start. I'm gonna do a crosswalk right now. I just, I didn't know. <laughs> just park into a dirt lot. I mean, I'm renting it out. What space? What corner am I taking? But no, I did that FaceTime and it's all good. I didn't worry about the sand lot anymore or the dirt lot. Um, it was just, it was just getting there. So then I got there and, uh, we, my mom and I pulled up, we finally got there and we were exhausted. We just drove eight hours from New Mexico. And, uh, by the way, Santa Fe, so much better than, uh, Albuquerque, uh, and by all extremes, all all, just go to Santa Fe. If you're in New Mexico, go to Santa Fe way better. It was awesome, but uh, we just got done driving eight hours uh, from, and when I mean we, I mean I, because I had a standard, and I was not going to have my mom try to pull out and just be like, oh no, Dawson, I, I learned on a standard. I was like, nah, I got it. We're just going to, I'm just going to do it. So eight hours made it. We pulled up. And it's just like, a, it's just this whole thing where it's just awkward. You never met these guys in person. You don't know what to expect. I drove 20 hours. I'm like, okay, please let this work, man. Jesus, come on, please let this work. I, I texted the roommate that I FaceTimed with. Uh, he didn't answer back. I didn't know what was going on. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go knock on the door. So I went to go knock on the door to see if it was the correct house. Just gave it those taps. The other roommate opened it. I have never met this guy on FaceTime, texted him, contacted him or anything. And so at first I didn't even know it was the other roommate. I just asked, I was like, Hey, do you live here? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, Hey, is, is, uh, is so-and-so here? 
Yeah, I'm not going to name drop. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to, I don't know if it, I'm just, just not going to name drop. I'm just going to be like, so-and-so is so-and-so here. Uh, so-and-so one, that's what I'll call him. Uh, and then so-and-so two replied and said, uh, I'll check. And so he closes the door on me and goes and checks, comes back and goes, yeah, I think he's asleep. Um, but what's up? <laughs> I said, I'm the new roommate. And he goes, oh, like that. And I'm like, okay, um, this is weird. It's like, you're pretending that you didn't even know I was going to show up. Or if you knew that you were going to have a new roommate, he just goes, Hey, well, come with me to check out your room. And I just, something felt off about him. This guy, just something fell off. Something just felt weird. Something we weren't matching at all. Something wasn't clicking in his head. He just felt a little off. And so he showed me in my room and then just like, I see out of my peripherals on the island is whiskey and a gun. And then I'm like, oh, this is awkward. I <laughs> did, dude, what, what am I getting my, and so, and where my brain goes is I'm going to a, like a million different alternative things. I'm like, is this a drug house? Is this like a, what, what, what did I get myself into? This is crazy. Uh, I'm about to be going on a whole adventure. And then to make things even better, I was about to go out to start bringing some of my stuff in uh, and try to mentally process what I just saw on the island. And uh, he turned around and he said, hey, one more thing. By the way, if, uh, if anybody pulls up and says, uh, it says, hey, do I live here? Say no and say that I am, I am, I'm not here. I was like, what? He's like, yeah. He's like, if anybody pulls up and asks for me, say I don't live here anymore and I'm not here. And he looked at me straight in the eyes. And all I could think about is that gun and whiskey. I was putting things together. I was like, okay, one, one. Okay. Yep. Um, I'm in a drug house. This is what it is. This is how it's going to end for me. And I froze, honestly. I was walking, but I was my mind was mentally froze. Because I did not know how to process what I just heard. Because he just went back into his room. And I was supposed to start bringing stuff in. And... <laughs> I start trying to bring stuff in. I told my mom, send me what it was. I didn't tell her about the weapon. And then she was just like, oh, let's start bringing stuff in. You know, start being optimistic. So I was like trying to brush it off. Well, finally, so-and-so number one shows up. He answers the text, comes out, and he starts helping me move in. This guy, perfect, knew him, knew of him, starts helping me move in. Well, next thing you know, I was like, look, I, I pulled him out. I was like, look, okay, I got to be honest. Okay, I got to be honest here. We're going to put things on the table. I had half my stuff moved in at this point. I was like, look, I don't feel comfortable. He had a weapon and whiskey, and he told me that, like, if anybody asks, just say that he's not here and he doesn't live here. And he goes, what? <laughs> he said that. He has a <laughs> he has a gun? No way. So he was surprised, too. And I was like, all right, cool. I have someone on my team. And so... Long story short, I had to just stay in a, I've been staying in a, uh, I'm planning to do a podcast earlier, but I had to stay in a uh, hotel room for a whole week while this whole situation got all fixed and, you know, planned out and whatever, but it's all good. And I'm here now, safe and sound in my room in Phoenix, Arizona. It was such, but round of applause. God did baby. I am. I'm here. This is Dawson Iglehart, jacked up on Red Bull, reporting live and interrupting your episode to inform you and ask you, are you subscribed? Are you 
informed of every time a new episode of the Last Like a Heart podcast is dropped. If not, please pause this episode. Make sure to go like and subscribe. Uh, if you want to message me or if you want to have any questions or comments or concerns, uh, all my information, social medias and everything are in the description. And once again, thank you for listening uh, to the Last Cycle Heart Podcast. Now you may continue listening uh, to the ep- episode. So National Sons and National Daughters Day just passed, which is great. Just an awesome day. Those two days are where mothers parents especially mothers uh get to go on facebook and they get to flex their children to the other mothers of the world and just show how great of parenting skills they had and just be like look at what my son and look at what my daughter did look at them the sons really got it good this year though the sons really got it good this year they they got two days you know that's why it's record-breaking and that's why i'm bringing this up is it was a record-breaking year for the sons because they they got two days. The the mothers were just like, they I don't know. They just, some of them just posted the day before National Sons Day, and then they, and then on the, on the actual day, they did it again. And some some sons got back to back days, and they were just like, oh whoops, I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, yesterday was just. I mean, I kind of just jumped the gun a little bit, and uh, I just you know. I just got my days mixed up, but here, here's another post about how amazing my son is. And uh, so just here's, here's another post about him and just, <laughs> and just keep it going. You know, national son, national daughter's day. Yeah. I don't think my mom, yeah, my mom didn't post me nor my sister on either of those days and it, it's okay. It's fine. You know, I, I understand. Uh, she doesn't have to. That's the thing is I think she realizes how much of a gift uh, from God we are. You know, just every day is a National Sun, National Daughters post. Just us walking around. Just simply every day that we wake up in the morning is just hitting the repost button on the Facebook of the National Sun and National Daughters Day. Like, she doesn't have to post us. We're we're just, I mean, you don't have to flex something that's just, you know, already visually just got it going on, baby. Got it going on. But parents go based off of achievements. That's what I've that's what I've realized is uh, it's a very big achievement thing. And so if if my mom was to post a National Sun and National Daughters Day post, my sister's got that in the bag for sure. She's got the achievements to back it up, just to blow me out of the water. You know, the golden child post on that one. Just my mom sends it in, and next thing you know, I mean, I mean. My sister's got it going on, man. She she graduated high school, top of her class, already beat me. I was chugging, chugging along. I don't know what. It's a senior year. I was just like, ugh, I just can't do it anymore. My sister, on the other hand, she's like, hey, top of her class. Then she goes to college, gets into nursing school. Then she's getting into she's into a relationship with a guy that's very serious, very nice guy. It, it I mean, this is a very serious relationship, most serious one I've ever seen her in. Nice guy, and he happens to be an engineer boom okay you got a nurse and an engineer dude i the best daughter's day post national daughter's day post right there boom national child post you might as well just pin that as well on there me on the other hand i just got a call back i'm about to be baristaing is that even a word no i'm just gonna take that back Mm, no i'm about to be the top dog barista over here at starbucks 
here in uh, <laughs> here in Phoenix at one of the locations. I just got a call back. They're like, we, we want you in there. We need you in. I said, sign me up. I am so pumped to be able to write people's names wrong on every single cup. And it's okay. I'm doing it on purpose because I heard it was an advertisement model for Starbucks. So it's not that big of a deal. It's not bad. And that's what that's what I'm really pumped up about. So all those white chicks out there, you know, if you're in the Phoenix area, uh, over in the Glendale section, just pop on over, you know, I'll hook you up. Whatever a white girl needs, I got you going. But like, I mean, how can you compare those things achievement wise? But the thing that I kill in, the thing that I kill in, and and I can't find it. I can't find a national grandchild day. All these national days, I can't find a national grandchild day. Now there's a there uh, for the for the parents uh, grandparents with dementia. There's a uh, <laughs> national attend your grandchild's birthday day. Yeah, just in case if you forgot, uh, you didn't take your medication or something, you know, kind of had a oops that year. Uh, if their birthday happens to be before September 29th, you're like, ah, I got two opportunities. Either I'm on their birthday or I have September 29th. Um, just, I wonder if any grandparents, hey, can we just make all the grandchildren's birthdays on one day, September 29th? Because it's National Attend Your Grandchild's Birthday Day. And I just only want to do it on that day. Can we make that happen? But there's no day for the grandchildren because I know I would kill in that because the difference between grandparents and actual parents is parents base it off of the achievements because of how they raise them. The grandparents are more, I think, personality. I think that's what it is. It's a personality thing. And my grandma, you know, I don't know where my sister lines up. I don't know if she's what... My grandma has this written down, guys. Okay, I know that it's very... Uh, very big for grandparents to go out there and just always tell every grandchild like, hey, you're my number one. <laughs> no, my grandma has this written down. I don't know where my sister places. Uh, I didn't really look that deep, but I know I'm number one for a fact and nothing is taking that title away from me. If we're putting this in a fantasy league, you know, I'm not a big sports guy, but if we had like a grandparent fantasy league and they got to pick their top grandchildren to go compete on who's the best grandchild, uh, I... Number one draft pick right here. Pop the champagne. I'm I'm here. I'm number one. It feels good. I know favoritism favoritism is not you know really you know hyped up onto the Bible. You know it's actually condemned. But the thing is though, uh, it feels great to be in in the number one spot in something. You know, like in the, especially in the grandchild department because I know nothing will shake that title away from me. Like I think once a grandparent picks a number one favorite, it just it's gonna it's I'm always going to be there always going to be in that top number position I mean there's nothing that I can do to to give it away and there in my because like my grandma for example I have tattoos okay and my grandma poor thing she just you know she's not a big fan of them she's not a big fan of me having them and it's it's fine it's whatever but like I got another one <laughs> right before uh, I left to go to Phoenix and I, I walk in, she goes, is that, is that another tattoo? I, ha- I have, yeah, four now. See, I had to think about it for a second. It's getting to that point. <laughs> My The addiction's getting to the point where I have four now. <laughs> but there's, there's nothing, I mean, I think two of them are scripture. They're biblical, okay? 
one of them is a memorial for my brother and then the one of them is like it's an eye graffiti on my hand because i'm the last eigelhart this is a symbol that i get to have that I either can keep the family tree going or i end it with me son <laughs> it's a lot of power last eigelhart podcast shout out that's a that's why the name's the last I go hard podcast for new new listeners. Anyways, so my grandma, she looks at me and she goes, Oh my, that's another tattoo. My baby. My number one grandchild. My my why? What what's gonna happen now? You're just gonna get them all over your face. You're just gonna get all tatted up. She thinks honestly. I think she thinks that I'm going to look like the guy behind me, like <laughs> on my court board. I don't even know why I had that guy on there. Okay, a little background story on that guy right there. Uh, so I'm future Dawson, editing Dawson. Please pop up a picture for the viewers um, of this guy that I have on my court board. And so it's going to be over my left or my right whenever I edit this. But this is to give you a visual representation. And for the people that are just listening, uh, I'm just going to, I guess I'll just describe to you a little bit of what this guy is. So the best way I can describe this guy is he's, you know, a male, uh, I don't know, height, you know, it's just a chest up picture, but, uh, his whole face is tattooed to look like a skull. All right. That's number one. Number two, he's got gauges and stuff all over him. And then, then he's bald. And then to, to make his baldness, like, you know, pop out, he's got those silicone implants to make them ha- look like he has horns. I know very, I'm talking, he's going all out. And then, then the icing on the cake, the cherry on top, no, like literally on top is there's a point on the top of his head. And uh, the best way I can describe it is you, have you ever taken the top, like you have a, like a hat, a baseball cap, and there's, you play with the top of the hat instead of that little knob at the top and you, you pop it off and there's like that little sharp point. Yeah, he has a bigger version of that on the top of his head. I think that's what my grandma thinks I'm going to do. She just thinks I'm going to go into full body modifications and get all buck wild. I should. I should do it just to freak her out. Just walk in one day. Like, <laughs> since I'm in Phoenix, I'm not going to be visiting as much. I just walk in. Like, I'm trying to think of when I'm going to go back there. It's going to be months. But I should just, like, go in. Different hair color. I'm talking gauges. Just, just tattoos everywhere, whatever. And she's just like, uh, I don't know. I think she'd just die at that point. <laughs> what? I, dude, it'd be crazy. But yeah, I think that's what she thinks I'm gonna look like. And then right next to it is my mugshot picture, which I'll, you know, whenever I edit, I'll, I'll put that mugshot picture up. And I think that's a good representation because it just looks like my future and my past are just right next to each other. And that seriously, I think like we got my before and after picture. Um, going on right now. My, my grandma really thinks I'm going to look like that in my future. And she's just like, like, she's like, what? Why? And I was like, I got this one. I got this new one with my college minister. Like my college minister and I wanted to get tatted with each other before I left. She's like, your college minister has a bunch of tattoos? Like how tatted? I was like, he's tatted up more than I am. She's like, what? <laughs> Why? Like, he's got so many tattoos, really? He really does? And then what I did was, is I showed her that picture of that guy. I said, that's my college minister. And she goes, 
no way. No way. I think she covered her mouth. <laughs> but yeah, I showed her that picture of the guy that's on my cork board. I think I found him from an article or whatever, but I showed her a picture then. I was like, yeah, that's my college minister. And she's like, he preached. I was like, every Thursday he goes up there and he, he spits the word, man. He spits the word. And uh, yeah, he, he cut, he actually, fun fact, he cut off his ears so he can stay in tune with the Holy Spirit more and only hear from the Holy Spirit and not of the world. And he thought his ears were a distraction. So he cut them off and he just keeps them in a jar. And she's like, what has this I, I you can just see the just stress on her face the like it's like there's just no way it's like yeah that's i mean i what can i say that's my that's my college minister that's what we're rocking with now in churches nowadays um and, and the getting saved is different too getting saved is different too grandma did you know that uh it's just different nowadays it's just getting saved in the college ministry it's just not how it used to be. And so like that point that's on the top of his head, uh, kids will, you know, come up and when they want to get saved. And it's like the back in like the, you know, the medieval times with like the sword where they would like, you know, anoint them or whatever, make them a knight or whatever. So he would take that point and he would go, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And they're saved with his, with that point. He would point his head like that. Um, and that's why he has that point on the top of his head. <sighs> Needless to say, I'm still my grandma's favorite grandson, despite her thinking that that's my college minister. And I'm going to give that up for y'all. You know, I love making up stories. You know, I know it's so mean. I know it's like, Dawson, do you really do that to your grandmother? And I was like, yeah, why not? Sometimes I make up a good story. It's great. It's awesome. It's It's fun. Because, I mean, she, you know, she's getting to the age where she forgets stuff. You know, it's not like major dementia or anything like that. But she's got some, you know, every time we'll have a conversation, she'll forget the majority of it. It's like 45 minutes of the same conversation and 15 minutes of new stuff. And so I love making up stories, especially stuff like that, because then her just brain is just like she's like distraught for the moment. But then like a little bit later, she'll just forget all of it. And then, you know, just constantly just tell her new stories all the time. It's just, <laughs> it's great, but I'll leave it up to y'all. I mean, if y'all think, uh, if you think what I just said was real and the whole story was legit, then, you know, give it, give my, uh, give, give this podcast a like, or, you know, if you don't think the story is true that I told her that, then give it, give it a subscribe. You know, I'll give that up to the audience. I'll let you know if that story is true or not, but I will give you this though. I am the number one grandchild and that's what, that's what matters. I interrupt this episode to bring you information of a, a new alpha that is sweeping the nation, sweeping the globe, as you will. Uh, he has written many awesome books. He's done uh, many uh, seminars. Um, his name is Dawson Eichelhart. Uh, he is host and CEO of the Last Eichelhart Podcast. He's promising to bring success uh, and motivation into your life, uh, with, uh, and even in your relationships. So go check out, uh, Dawson Eichelhart, CEO of the last Eichelhart podcast. Make sure to subscribe and uh, hit that notification button. Uh, but back to your, uh, scheduled episode that you're listening to. My allergies have been kicking my glutes, man. I, I just got back on allergy medication now. I didn't have to take it. I kind of, <laughs> yeah, I didn't need to take it in Arkansas. I did for a little bit when I was younger, 
but I thought I grew out of it. You know, I kind of had some moments in Arkansas, but I just didn't really take it. And I guess crossing three terrains, my body's like, yo, we haven't acclimated to this and adapt to this environment yet. You're going to have to start getting back on that allergy medication, baby. And uh, it was pretty bad because the other day I uh, was woken up to the loudest three knocks ever, at least to me, because I'm kind of a light sleeper, especially in the morning. Maybe if, like around one or two in the morning, if I'm in my deep slumber, I'm, I'm probably not going to be waking up, but like in the morning, I'm kind of tossing and turning a little bit, debating on getting, getting like waking up and stuff. But, uh, I finally got up and I could barely see, I was in a haze. I was feeling stuff, trying to like, you know, stub my toe a little bit, but I finally made it to the door and there was just this little Hispanic guy, uh, the, like the, like, I mean, I could barely see him, but I'm, I mean, even through the haziness, I could tell he was a Hispanic guy. <laughs> and so he looked at me, and he's, he had a tape measure. And he's just like, hey, man. Uh, exactly like that. He had his hands he had his hands out and everything. And he's just like, hey, man, I'm going to be honest. I need to, uh, I don't know if I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm doing this whole Hispanic accent right, but I'm just going to go for it. I mean, hey, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. Uh... I need to uh, measure your uh, counter, counter to your uh, refrigerator door, and uh, can I do that? Can I do it? Can I do it? Didn't do the best Hispanic accent ever, but you know, he got the point across. He wanted to come in, and he wanted to measure from the island to the refrigerator door, because apparently his, <laughs> because all these houses around in this area are, there's basically a f- it's just factory houses. They all are from like the similar same blueprints. These people come in with the frames. They just boom, 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 build these houses up really quick at these neighborhood neighborhoods like up and going like ASAP. So my man was trying to figure out why his refrigerator door wouldn't open all the way because it kept on hitting the island that was like right next to it. And I offered, you know, I told him to come in. He can come measure. And uh, he saw that I didn't have my shoes on. So he got in and he took his shoes off, but he was wearing no socks. My man was wearing no socks. So he was like, ah, gracias. All the way over to the kitchen where he, where he measured and took some pictures and stuff and we kind of chatted for a second. I was still trying to wipe the crusties out of my eyes They're the worst. Uh, and he, he finally left, but I was so confused and like afterwards, like I thought that was normal at first, but then I was kind of confused. I was like, was I the only house that he went to, to measure, to see if the door, like how far, you know, the refrigerator was from the Island and, or did he go to most of every house? Did he like take a tally? Was it like just his mission? Like, you know, did, like how did he, like, what, what did he do? I was, I mean, I was so confused. He's just going around and measuring people's refrigerator door. Like, all right, cool, man. Cool, dude. We've been getting uh, big calls around here about the refrigerators are running. And so I just wanted to measure. You know, I just needed to measure that out real quick. But uh, I haven't seen him since. Uh, I hope he got that all figured out. But, yeah, that allergies are pretty bad, man. Like, I used to take allergy medication because I thought it would bring my family back together. I did. I really did. I saw as a young kid. I saw 
uh, I, I saw the families, you know, they're, you know, the allergy commercials, they're, they, they were great. They were just Allegra D and all of a sudden just, I think I combined Allegra and Claritin D, but either way, I, I think it was the Claritin commercials, Claritin D, take it now. And it's just like a dad grilling, throwing the pigskin with his boys, the mom laughing with the other moms. It's just the most, like, it's the most glorious setting ever. Just, just, I'm like, wow, Claritin D, that's what it feels like? Well, then, heck yeah. So I started taking it, you know, nothing was happening. So I started starting to try to slip it into my mom and my dad's drinks, you know, a little, it didn't work. It didn't work, but, um, that was, you know, I was, that was my first solution. You know, I try to, you know, think. I uh, think outside the box, but you know, good for allergies though. Claritin D is great for allergies. I am feeling great and empowered after a week of being here, a week and a half, almost a full two weeks and finally get my allergies in line. And speaking of advertisements, I, I saw this ad that kept on popping up uh, every time. I, I watch a lot of YouTube. I don't really watch TV shows or movies or anything like that. I love YouTube. Love it so much. It's free, great content. Great videos that I like to watch. Got podcasts and stuff that I enjoy off the YouTube. And uh, there's this advertisement that kept on popping up from McDonald's. And <laughs> it threw me off because I saw people in wedding dresses and wedding attire. And they're eating McDonald's and stuff like that. I was like, oh, are they like, what, what, are they, what mood are they setting here? Well, apparently these people got married at McDonald's. And, and or they went, yeah, they, they got married at McDonald's and, or they got, you know, engaged at McDonald's. Um, I think I, I'm just going to watch it again real quick to kind of get the full grasp of it. So, <laughs> so I know what to talk about, but please go look up weddings. It's, it's wedding advertisement McDonald's. Look that up on YouTube. Um, <laughs> you will not be disappointed. I, for sure, I, I assure you. Oh, wow. Look at that guy. I'll tidy it up. <laughs> the employees are taking... Pause. I know this is only a 30-second video, but the employees are taking pictures with the bride and groom. Like, they're taking pictures with them. <laughs> what McDonald's is this, though? They have to go to the cream of the crop McDonald's to find these places. Because this McDonald's right here... If any McDonald's I want, if I wanted to get married at McDonald's, this would be the McDonald's I would want to get married at. Because I know how advertising works. You know, you have to get the best of the best. Or if you don't have it on stock, you got to make it to, you know, make people believe that people actually want to get married at McDonald's. And so this place has, I'm talking the sharpest looking employees, hands down. Sharpest looking employees. Because if you look at McDonald's employees right now, most McDonald's you go to, they're either college students that are just not in the mood or just people that are just fed up. Like, if, like they're just, you know, they're just eh, people, you know, all those people coming off that unemployment, you know, like they, they got that unemployment stripped off of them now. And so they got to go back to work. They're like, oh, man, dried up all that unemployment. I guess I go to McDonald's, go work there. But these guys are happy. They're the cream of the crop employees of McDonald's. They they are for this advertising. Yes, sir. 
Those guys got married to McDonald's and every anniversary they go and have some McDonald's. That's what I'm talking about. They even did the the chicken, the McNugget, like they did the cross dip action and just fed each other. How romantic, you know? Wow, a young couple. <laughs> oh, these people went right after their wedding. So there's people that go right after their wedding to this. Who thinks right after their wedding, oh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go to McDonald's. Hook me up, baby. You know what I'm in for? A Big Mac. And, and speaking of getting married at a McDonald's, you go, <laughs> like, McDonald's should advertise that now. You know, not just, like, do this thing. They need to have it on their menu, you know. They need to come with, like, a marriage wedding package. They need to have, like, an employee that they trust or a supervisor, uh, a McDonald's wedding planner. And they need to have like a box, just full package that you can go in, like go around the drive through, get to pick it on the menu. I would like the uh, uh, the the Golden Deluxe Tuxedo uh, McPackage, please. Can I get the Mc, the McPackage, uh, the McWedding package? Um, yeah, it comes with the um, it comes with like you know the, it comes with like all the food, the like all the Big Macs. It will come with everything on it. Um, you know, it comes with like pictures and stuff, whatever wedding packages usually come with. <laughs> That'd be nuts if they like just, uh, yeah, can I, yeah, can I get that Mick, the Mick wedding package, please? Yes. Yeah. You know, we already, we're already dressed up. We just need someone to come out and, uh, just marry us, please. And they have like a, a McDonald's staff that's, you know, ordained to the side. <laughs> That would be me. Let's go. Yeah, I'm just going to go get hired at McDonald's just so I can, because I'm ordained. I can just go there and I'll just start marrying people at McDonald's. Just be like, do you take her as your lawfully wedded nugget? Okay. And you promised to dip her through thick and thin. You promise? All right, cool. You may, you know, do your thing. I, I totally had a brain fart of, oh, you may kiss the bride, you know, but they have to have cat. Oh, yes, sir. That's what they like when when you go in and kiss the bride, when you get married at the McDonald's, you have to have your mouth full. So it's just that sloppy, just uh, just just they have, they both have a big ginormous bite of a Big Mac and they just go in for it. Boom, it would be magical. It, oh, that's what they should have ended the advertisement with. They didn't. Hold on. No, they ended the advertisement with the feet. No, they needed to switch it up and they need to have like a newlywed. They're just a wedding. And then like when they make out and then all of a sudden it just goes into but ba 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 I'm loving it. Man, that's such a like <laughs> dude. Who thinks of going to McDonald's right after their wedding? You know, you might as well have the honeymoon at McDonald's. McDonald's needs a resort. Is there a McDonald's resort? I'm looking this up. McDonald's resort. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, no. There's not. There's not an actual McDonald's resort. Now, there's a... A guy named McDonald's, and he ha is a resort. He has a resort open. It's kind of a clever name. Like, if your last name is McDonald's, just call your, like, the McDonald's resort. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, sick. 
and you have to serve McDonald's there. That'd be awesome. Everything's made of McDonald's food, the fries, everything else. Just, I'm telling you, McDonald's, I'm giving you ideas here. I'm giving you ideas for the, the happen chance because apparently, according to these comments, um, everybody is wanting to get married at McDonald's or there's a lot more people. This is a very open market, <laughs> except for this person here. She said, uh, imagine getting married at McDonald's. Uh, I would, <laughs> I would die. <laughs> uh, wow. McDonald's, man. I love, I love the, the advertising. Just <laughs> no one, no one. It's just such a cheap way of getting married. I mean, but if you want to get married at McDonald's, go get, get married at a fast food restaurant. I bet you there's plenty of people who get married at other places like Walmart or something like that. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, but let's go. Like my, my roommate or my old roommate, my friend, he, you know, he, he's, he's a pretty big cheapskate. He would have loved that. Like if he saw the advertisement, I guarantee you he would have rented rent it past his wife now like i mean they're already married and everything but i guarantee you he would rent that pastor like hey look babe you know how much money we could save right now if we could just go to mcdonald's come on dude <laughs> and i know you save coupons we there we we would have enough coupons to pay for this wedding guaranteed they're expired no they don't care they don't even look at the dates i'm telling you i've used expired coupons before does that make me a bad person i don't know i don't know if that makes me a necessarily i don't know if that's a bad thing to use expired coupons is that is that like a is that a sin you know is it like i know it's expired but like they didn't do their job so therefore since they didn't do their job you know i got it i, I use those coupons <laughs> like my mom condemned me because the last podcast i did with uh i had levi smith my friend uh, he's in film. If you go, by the way, great interview. Awesome. Pod, I mean, awesome episode. I had such a great time doing it. shout out. Go, go listen to it. It was episode 50. It was just the one right before this. It was awesome. But the thing is though, is my mom <laughs> condemned me for it. She was like, Hey, dog, because I bought a microphone at Best Buy, brought it back, used it for that podcast and then took it back to Best Buy. It's just borrowing. They're just holding on to my $100 until I'm done with the equipment and I bring it back. And then they give me my $100 back. It's just ex just extended borrowing. I wish more places would do that, honestly. <laughs> and you bring it back damage or anything, you have to, you know, officially buy it. But it is what it is. <laughs> but um, let's go into the conclusion, bring out the, the beast the whole Bible right here, man, that thick old study Bible, that thing is just a, just a, look at that, did you feel that thud, I bet you felt it, it made my computer jump, uh, we, uh, the, the, the Bible verse is, uh, we're gonna do, we're gonna be in 1 Samuel chapter 17, going in that Old Testament, uh, yeah, the David and Goliath story, baby, some of y'all know it, some of y'all don't, um, it's a great read, if so, read the whole chapter. I honestly promote the whole chapter, but the reason why I'm pointing out this verse uh, this week is uh, it impacted me a lot, especially because I'm young, and uh, so I feel like this would relate to the younger audience in particular. But uh, you know, 
all ages will get something out of this. Uh, I think it's in verse what well, yeah, 42 is where I'm reading from. So when the Philistines looked and saw David, uh, he despised him. Oh, when the Philistine, we're going to restart. When the Philistine looked and saw David, he despised him because he was just a youth, healthy and handsome. I think that stuck out to me because that does describe me, you know, a youth, healthy and handsome. I know it's just like, I, I, I related to that a lot. You know, David, right here, my man would get a great National Sons Day post. He would, just by the description in just verse 42, just that right there. He was a healthy, handsome youth. Perfect National Sons Day post. But I think that's why they related to me. But no, I think, on a real note, this verse spoke out to me because just, you know, it... it it it's it's a compliment, but it's kind of like a backhanded compliment. You know, it's kind of like really, this guy he's just a young dude. You know, he's really nothing. Like, I'm a big. I mean, if you know who Goliath is in this story, I mean, he's like an eight foot gigantor. Like he he's a stud. He's a whole stud. And David's just this little small guy. And but the thing is, though, is as you read on from verse verse forty two down down to like verse. Uh, verse 51 verse 52 i'm not gonna read that whole thing but just to summarize it david kills him puts the puts that rock in that slingshot right in the head he goes falling falls down it's not fully dead yet and all of a sudden david's like oh hold on a second wait he's not fully dead boys takes out his takes out goliath's sword cuts goliath's head off and goes now he's finished now he's done um, and it's just like a great ending, you know, great, perfect ending. But the reason why that just relates is like, I love when pastors take that passage and relate it to a fear standpoint, because it is a fierce thing, but they look at David and say, okay, you're David, like we're David and our fears of the future, fears of finances, fears of everything. All of our fears are Goliath. And with Jesus, we can conquer those fears, no matter how big they are and how how much bigger they are with us. They're not too big for God. So it's just a, it's just a sick story. I think that everybody needs to read this. First um, Samuel chapter 17, read the whole thing. Uh, I actually, um, you know, I'm reading in first Samuel, but I haven't made it to chapter 17 yet. Uh, and I, uh, this verse uh, in this chapter was mentioned in uh, at the college ministry night that I went to here in Phoenix. I had a great night. I went through some notes. I'm trying to think. Was there a good note that I took? Or was there like something that uh, the college pastor said? Uh, let's see down. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. If you, um, if you try to force something you want, and uh, if you want, then you will run into something that your character can't sustain. Let's go. So that like, it's, I don't know. This is, uh, go and the Lord will be with you. Uh, God will provide. Uh, but you got to put in the work. That's that's a big thing that I got out of it too. Is like, I don't know. I just see it in my life, but also I mean, this could apply to anybody's life. I think a lot of people sometimes think, okay, cool. What does God want for me in my life? All right, cool. I'm just gonna pray about it. Uh, I'm gonna have faith that He's gonna provide, but I'm just gonna kind of just leave it in His hands and just do nothing and just sit. Well, yeah, if you're just going to sit and just wonder the whole time, yeah, he's not, it's nothing's going to happen. You got to have like an active, 
faith. You can't be lazy. It also says don't be lazy in here. This thing also says not to be lazy. You got to have that active faith, baby. Let's go. But uh, I want to thank y'all for listening to episode 59 of the last I Go Heart podcast. Fresh in Phoenix. It's so exciting. Mm-mm. Got the last bits of that energy drink just to conclude the ending. But uh, like, subscribe, um, comment, share. Let me know what you think. You know, uh, I'm going to be performing uh, at Open Mics uh, starting next week. Uh, I'm going to be doing that all the time. Like I said, I'm going to be starting at Starbucks a little bit later. And, you know, I got some things going, got some things rolling. So I'll be letting y'all know what's going to be going on. Y'all be updating in the future for sure. But um, I don't know what was all going to be going on, but I know God's got some big things. And just to, you know, pump y'all up, uh, God's got big things for you. The thing is, though, is are you going to take that leap of faith, baby? Take that leap of faith. It's, it's not easy. It's not easy. Like right now, I'm amped up and stuff like that, but it's certainly not an easy path. So, you know, I'm just so... I'm just so pumped up for the future and that's what y'all need to do. Y'all need to find happiness in the journey. That's what I'm realizing. Find happiness in the journey, not just getting something and obtaining it. You know, Oh, I want that. I want that girlfriend so bad. And I want that wife and I want that kid so bad. And you just, people just jump into it really quick, get married in five months. Next thing you know, you're like, wow, man, I didn't really think through that at all, you know, (laughs) you know, you got it so quick and you're like, wow, you know, I got that really fast. No, sometimes, you know, that journey, let that journey set in, man, you know, like, honestly, I would love to make it in stand up and just be able to make a living off of it and just make some money from it. But the thing is, is if I just got it so quick, let's say, for example, just boop, like poof, I started making money from it. It's like, it's rewarding, but also at the same time, it's like this long, if it was like a long journey, you know, like this long journey of me not knowing what's going to happen. Oh, I don't know. It just makes it so much more awesome. So find happiness in the journey, baby. Uh, but thank you once again for listening to episode 59. I will be uh, seeing y'all next week for sure. Uh, uh, over and out. Uh, the last I go hard podcast.